welcome back to Chasing Chickens. This is Dr. Allison, and today we're talking about a topic that's actually really difficult and emotional about losing friends when you're sick. Um, and then we're going to talk about how to support a sick friend because you might be listening to this and you have a loved one that's struggling with chronic illness or is going through treatment. You're like, gosh, I wish I knew what to do. And well, you know, we'll dive into that a little bit. So um, if you know me in real life, I feel like a quick disclaimer, um, probably you shouldn't take this personally. I'm not directly talking about, um, I'm not going to name names or anything, but I'm going to give some examples because you know, when, when you're sick, you find, especially chronically ill, that you lose a lot of friends. And this is, I think, really common for women, for anyone who is in a caretaking position in their life, whether you're the main caregiver at home, whatever gender you are, maybe you're a caregiver for another family member, maybe... You're just the go-to person and everyone relies on you to make sure that their life is taken care of. Maybe you're the go-to person at work and you're just, you finally go down, right? And autoimmune disease is strongly connected to overworking, overtraining, trauma, um, and just not taking care of yourself. And so when this happens and you're that person, but you go down, people still expect you to take care of them. <laughs> and it's really important that you set boundaries and say, hey, I can't take care of you right now because I have to take care of myself. I have to put my health as a priority because I am sick. I don't feel good. I, I'm i in a hospital. I'm getting chemo, like I, whatever that looks like. So you might find that you lose a lot of friendships that you thought were so strong. And I'm here to tell you that it's okay. It's really common. It's not your fault. And you're not alone when this happens. So in 2020, when I was in the hospital and was going through my ulcerative colitis and was had severe sepsis, I was extremely sick. My pain was quite literally a 15 out of 10. It was worse than childbirth. I'm getting IV medication every two hours just to manage the pain that wasn't even touching it. The doctors were telling me they didn't care if I lived or died. You, you know this whole story if you've been listening to this podcast. Anyways, people were calling me in the hospital because they wanted business coaching for doTERRA and uh, their wellness business. And I'm like, like they're calling over and over and over and over again. And I had a text on me like, Hey, I'm in the hospital. I'm septic. I'm dying. <laughs> I can't help you. Here's someone else, you know, that I would refer you to. Um, but I can't do this for you right now. And they got really mad at me and they never talked to me again. They never made sure I was okay. They never said what's going on. Oh my God. Is there anything? Nothing. Right. Um, and it's funny because I there's so much of my memory that's missing from that time. One, because I was sick. Two, because when you're sorry to say high on pain medication, you, you don't remember every little thing that happened. But I remember that. So talking to my husband last week, I was like, man, I really miss this friend. I haven't talked to her since 
I got so sick. Like, what did I do wrong? Like, do, Jake, do you remember? What did I say to her? Did I, did I hurt her somehow? And he goes, Allison, you don't, you really don't remember. You were in the hospital and she kept messaging you because she wanted you to coach her through one of her children's life transitions. Like she was changing schools and she was really worried about it. And you told her, Hey, I told her everything. Like, I'm super sick. Like, I, I'm so sorry. I, I can't, I can't be there for you right now. Um, but like, as soon as I get better, as soon as like I'm, I'm alive again, like I'll, I'll re like let, I didn't want to lose a friendship and you know, she never talked to me again. And people knew I was in the hospital and I'll tell you my mistakes and what I feel like my, my mistake in this was, but people were sending me screenshots of their blood work friends taking advantage of me and trying to get free functional medicine support out of me. Like, and I had taken a picture of myself getting a blood transfusion because I had lost so much blood that I was I, like, it's not common to get a blood transfusion just because you have ulcerative colitis. And I'm like, oh, I donate blood and I now I'm getting blood, thankful for my life being saved because of this. And that day, like, a bunch of people messaged me like, hey, I need you to look at my labs. Hey, I need you to do this. I'm like, what what comes across somebody's mind to see me like my Instagram post of, hey, I'm dying, and then go, hey, you need, a, you need to be my doctor for free, and I'm going to take advantage of you while you're sick. And none of those people ever talk to me again. And I'm really sad because I lost those, I, I guess I don't want to say that I lost those friendships, but I, I guess I did. And I really had to work on this and tell myself, you know, it's not my fault that one, obviously they weren't my actual friends because no one would look at someone who's septic and sick and in their third hospital visit and go, yeah, I should uh, see if she'll work on me for free. <laughs> you know, what you should probably do is, you know, hey, are you okay? What's going on? What can I do? Um, so really, it's not your fault. Now, if you're messaging people and you're calling them names and, and you're trashing your relationships, that's a different story. But that's not what I was doing. I wasn't talking to anybody, you know, and I, d I did make a post my first stay in the hospital and I had uh, spelled Crohn's incorrectly and a couple people got after me about that. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I celebrated my birthday in the hospital and I uh, misspelled something, you know, like what a horrible person I am. Um, anyways, um, so what's the point? What's the point of this conversation is when I just really want people who feel like they lost friendships to understand that it's not your fault. It's not something you did is that people are, I think people are scared of people who are sick, right? And they don't, nobody wants to be sick. And when you see someone who's sick, you think, oh my gosh, that could happen to me. Especially when I look at myself as this person who I would have considered really healthy up until that point and strong and smart. And like, I have all my shit together. And then the next day to them, I'm in the hospital dying. Like people want to avoid that. So that's a natural thing that humans do. And it's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong.
Um, number two, if you're on the sick side, I would be, if I had to go back, I would be very honest about what's going on. I would not have posted that picture. You know, it was my birthday. I was like, thanks for the birthday post. I'm in the hospital. I'm not feeling so great. I would be like, <laughs> I should have posted and been like, thanks for the birthday wishes. I need help. I am sick. I am dying. The doctors are laughing in my face. Um, I am not available to be your team leader, your doctor, your your friend right now. I need help. I need friends. I, I need somebody, you know, like I need. And maybe I've been a little bit selfish. I wasn't selfish at all during this. Um, and be really protective of your space. Don't work. Don't comfort others. That's not your job. And, you know, I talked to my daughter who at that time was... Oh my gosh, 12. And she's like, Mom, I'm really scared. And I called my friend, and my friend was like, Oh, your mom's sick in the hospital, and you think she might die? Well, my mom won't dye my hair the color that I want. I'm really upset. And that was it. Like, her, <laughs> she, her friend wouldn't even let her talk to her about how she was feeling. Granted, 12 year olds, that's different, but it was like, Oh, um, I don't understand. So, we have to find the people who are going to be able to comfort us. And if those people aren't willing to do it, find somebody else or hire a therapist, start reaching out, um, ask for help. Um, be ready if you aren't already to lose people or have people be mad or uh, just be upset with you for not being responsive. That's their problem. That's that's That reflects on their codependency and their needs and their inability to cope with life. And maybe this is a great lesson to draw boundaries of you are not responsible for anybody but yourself and children and maybe anybody else that you're caregiving to. And that's the, you know, um, and even spousal slash love relationships can't weather illness, chronic illness, cancer. It's, it's, it's common and it's hard and it's difficult. So the real key here is to set up support for yourself. And I don't have that village, obviously. Um, I didn't ask the village that I did have the few people to be like, hey, <laughs> I'm in the hospital. My husband's home alone with two kids. Um, like I see other families set up meal trains. There's meal train websites, which I think is the coolest thing. And it's really common for new moms. So that way everybody, the family can focus on the baby and taking care of mom and making sure she's recovering. And people either bring food send food, DoorDash food, bring gift cards, something like that. Um, so maybe you do that for yourself and you post that and you say, hey, um, I'm really sick right now. I really need help. Can, if you're willing to either donate or send food, I would so appreciate that. Um, wouldn't that be amazing? for yourself, your family, you know, it would have taken such a weight off of my husband if somebody had brought groceries and was like, here, man, I got you. Like, let me help. Or, you know, we had some very kind neighbors that did take the kids, you know, to the pool for a few hours. So Jake could come see me when I was in the, um, 
in the hospital. And that was extremely kind of them and so helpful and so grateful for those little things for sure. So look for those ways that, you know, if slash when I'm in the hospital, I will probably set up a meal train website for myself and be like, hey guys, Jake needs help. Don't leave him alone or cleaning or what babysitting, whatever that needs. Um, ask for that help. But um, it's, it's up to you to protect your boundaries and focus on healing yourself because nobody can heal you but you. Nobody can rest for you. And I think that's such an important part of healing is the resting and having people take care of you. And I think that's the next part of this conversation is it can be so difficult to allow others to take care of you and drop off groceries or make food for you or come over and clean your bathroom or your kitchen or run a load of laundry because you can't get out of bed and it's it takes a leap of faith and self-love and uh, gratitude and faith to be able to step back and go, okay, yeah, I need help. Thank you for helping me without the shame, the fear, or the guilt. And maybe once you feel better, you can repay those people, like take them out for coffee or have them over for dinner. But when you're sick, let people take care of you if you have them available. And if you don't have them available, um, talk to any foundation, the illness foundations like the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. There's lots of support groups. Um, you're never alone in your journey and you don't have to, um, you don't have to go it alone. So I just really want to encourage you that um, no matter what's going on for you, you're not alone. You're not, um, you're not at fault if people go and decide to leave your life because you can't take care of them. What a blessing that <laughs> uh, you could say thank you for leaving because you weren't able to be there for me. Um, and peace, love, happiness. See you later. And what to find people who do care about me. So don't be afraid to let it go. Let that, um, let love back into your life and be your own friend for a while maybe as you go through this process and heal and continue to heal and i wish you the best of love and um continue to heal and to protect your space take care of you as i keep saying and enjoy the rest of your day. So thank you so much for tuning in and make sure to like and subscribe as always to stay up to date with all of our podcasts. Um, um, they will be probably bi-weekly now, but we'll see how the summer goes with all the craziness and busyness. But I've enjoyed being able to talk with you and follow me on socials and engage and let me know how, you know, your experience with all of these things are so we can really create this community together as we keep moving forward. All right. Thanks again. And I'll see you soon.